I want to begin this morning by telling you the story of Keanu Reeves. He's a well-known, successful actor, but a very private person. And because he's very private, most people don't know that he is a man with a big heart. They don't know because he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't boast about what he does. He just goes around helping others. So I want to read this to you. Keanu Reeves. His father abandoned him when he was three years old, and he grew up with three different stepfathers. He is dys dyslexic. His dream of becoming a hockey player was destroyed by a serious accident. His daughter died at birth. His wife died in a traffic accident. His best friend, River Phoenix, died from a drug overdose. His sister has leukemia. And with everything that's happened, Keanu Reeves never misses an opportunity to help people in need. When he was filming the movie, The Lake House, he overheard a conversation between two assistants in costumes. One cried because he was going to lose his house if he didn't pay $20,000. And the same day, Keanu deposited the required amount into his bank account. He also donated large sums of money to hospitals. In 2010, on his birthday, Keanu went to a bakery and he stood out front and offered people coffee who would stop and just talk to him. After winning astronomical sums for the Matrix trilogy, the actor donated more than $50 million to the staff who handled the costumes and special effects. He called them the true heroes of the trilogy. He also gave a Harley Davidson to each of the stunt doubles. Total cost, several million dollars. And for many successful films, he gave up as much as 90% of his salary to enable the production to hire other stars. In 1997, some paparazzi found him walking one morning in the company of homeless people in Los Angeles. When most stars make a char charitable gesture, they announce it. They talk to the media about it. He never claimed to do good works. This man could buy anything, but instead he gets up every day and chooses to do one thing that cannot be bought. Now, we read this, and it's hard not to think, gee, he, he must be a Christian. But the fact is, because he is a very private person, we do not know. He did say in one interview that he believes in God. Beyond that, he admits nothing. So all we can know for sure is that he is a generous person who cares about other people and puts them above himself. I am not going to make any judgment about this man. I have no way of knowing any more than what I see and what I read and what he admits. Judgment, that's for God. 
What I do know, however, is that if he is just a kind, generous man who wants to help others, but he is not saved by the blood of Jesus, then his many good deeds only have value in this world. For you see, God has made it very clear in his word how we are saved, and it is not by our good deeds. Paul writes in Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that meaning that salvation is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast. We are saved when we accept God's gift of salvation by placing our faith in the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross to pay the debt of our sin. When we do this, God recreates us. We are, we are born again. And not only are we given the gift of eternal life, but God also gives us a purpose. He gives us a responsibility. And it is something that he prepared for us before we ever knew him. Because in the foreknowledge of God, he knew we would accept his son. And so he set out beforehand what he wants us to do while we live out our earthly lives. Now we read Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, but we should also read verse 10. Let me begin back at 8. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And that, again, meaning salvation, is not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not as a result of works, so that no man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. You see, we were created in Christ Jesus for good works. That's what we are supposed to do as children of God, good deeds. And understand this, before we were born again, God prepared these good deeds for us to do. So we have our lives, our jobs, our families, our hobbies, our church activities. We're, we're busy people. And we get up every morning and we have a list of things we're going to do, places we're going to go, people we're going to meet. Yet, when we get out of bed each day, what we really should do is learn to open our eyes and ears. Because God has prepared good deeds for us to do. And one or more of those opportunities may very well be there someplace in your day. But the question is, are you going to see it? And if you do see it, are you going to do anything about it? We must understand this. God prepared them for us to do. If there is an opportunity to do a good deed, it's because God put it there. He put it there so that we can do what he created us to do in Christ. Now, it's easy, so easy to reason why we can't do it. 
And if it is truly something that is beyond our means and beyond our ability, then God must have put it there for someone else. But we must be very careful not to rationalize. If there is a way for you to do it, then do it. Because God put it there for you, so you could do what he created you in Christ to do. So if in your day an opportunity comes along, make the most of that opportunity. You can delay something. You can put something off. You can change your plans. Because what God has put there for you to do is the most important thing because he created you in Christ to do it. So then, why are we to do good deeds? Well, because we are created in Christ Jesus to do so. We are created in Christ Jesus, Paul says, to do good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. But the Word of God says a lot more about good deeds, and it reveals to us so much more. So in the rest of this message, what I want to do is take a quick look at what else the Word tells us about doing the good that we were created to do. And I'm simply going to go down a list of passages and let God's Word speak and maybe make a few comments about it. So this won't take us very long. So what does the Bible say about doing good deeds? Well, there's Romans 2.10, where Paul writes, But glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. In other words, if we will do good to everyone, we will receive glory and honor and peace. Now think about this, if you don't have any peace in your life, maybe it's because you're not doing the good that God has put there for you to do. There's Galatians 6, beginning in verse 9. Again, Paul writes, Let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. So then, while we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who are of the household of faith. We are not to get tired of doing good. When we have the opportunity, we are to do it to everyone, but especially believers. And there's Luke 6, 27. Jesus is speaking and he says, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. The good deeds God prepared for us will be there even when they are related to those who are our enemies, those who hate us. Second Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 13, Paul writes, 
But as for you, my brethren, do not grow weary in doing good. It's another admonition that we are not to get tired of doing good. But we think to ourselves maybe sometimes, but I do good for for these people and, and they don't appreciate it. They They don't even seem thankful in any way. You need to understand, you are not doing good to be appreciated by people. You're doing good because God put it there for you to do. You're doing it to honor God, not people. Now, if if they are appreciative, if they are thankful, that's like a double bonus. And when that happens, it easily offsets those who aren't appreciative. Just remember, God put it there for you to do, so when you do it, you're doing it for God. There's 1 Timothy 6.18. Paul's instructing Timothy as to what he should teach. And he says, Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. And there's Titus 2.14. Paul reminds Titus of what Jesus did. Speaking of Jesus, he says, Who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself a people for his own possession, zealous for good deeds. He redeemed us that we might be zealous for good deeds. And there's Hebrews 12, 6. And do not neglect doing good and sharing, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Again, we're not doing it for the appreciation of other people. If we get that appreciation, that's fine. That, that makes us feel good. But what should really make us feel good is that we are pleasing God. We're doing what he gave us to do. And again, we're not to neglect doing what we were created to do. And there's Acts 10, verse 38. The Apostle Peter is, is preaching to the Gentiles in Caesarea, and he says, You know of Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power, and how he went about doing good? And when Jesus walked the earth, he went about doing good. And we are to be like him. He lived as an example to us as how we are to live. So as you can see, the Word of God has much to say about how we are to be doing good. But I want to conclude with something very powerful, which Jesus said. And I know I have referred to this passage many times before, but I don't believe we could be reminded too often. Of all that the Word has to say about doing good deeds, I believe this is by far the most powerful. 
It comes from Matthew chapter 25. And Jesus is speaking. And this is what he says. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will gather before him, and he will separate them from one another as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. Naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The king will answer and say to them, Truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did it to one of the least of these, you have done it unto me. Then he will say also to those on his left, Depart from me, accursed, into the eternal fire which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they themselves also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly, I say to you, to the extent that you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. To do good deeds to care for others, to give of ourselves, our time, our talents, our resources to those who have need is the essence of being like Jesus. To do so is to love as Jesus loved. I pray that we will take these things to heart and understand that if we have been born again, we have been recreated in Christ Jesus for a purpose. And that purpose is to do good deeds. And you may say, well, but isn't our purpose to tell others about Christ? Yes, it is. But what better way to open the door than to help someone with the love of Christ in your heart to reach out and love someone. Show them the love of God by the way you treat them, by the way you help them, by the way you do good deeds. 
May we become like Jesus. And may we be zealous for good deeds. Our gracious Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for its truth and we thank you for its challenge. Father, you have saved us through your Son. And you have made us new. You have recreated us in Christ. And in doing so, Father, you gave us a responsibility, a purpose. Help us, Father, to do good deeds that we might be like Jesus. And we ask it in his name. Amen. Amen.